Denny, welcome back to the Sprinkler Nerd Show. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me again. Awesome. I'm excited for today because this is going to be a little bit of an experiment. So for those of you that are listening today on Friday, December 12th, it is currently 9.52 a.m. Eastern Time. And our goal here is to roll this podcast by 11 a.m. So that means we got to record it here. We got to do some editing, maybe, and then launch it live. And so for those of you listening, we've got some new tools. I'm going to overlay some uh, the intro music, some of the outro. And Denny and I are going to try to be as efficient as possible because one of the things that I have found by doing this is that you can get sucked into editing after the fact and it can take hours and hours and hours. So this is going to be experiment today with our technology and we're going to spend about 10 or 15 minutes talking about customer service and some of the things that's been going on in Denny's world and in the sprinklersupplystore.com customer service world. How's that sound, Denny? That sounds great. Let's get it on. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll intro now. And then when the intro is done, we'll take it from the top. If you are an irrigation professional, old or new, who designs, installs, or maintains high-end residential, commercial, or municipal properties, and you want to use technology to improve your business, to get a leg up on your competition, even if you're an old-school irrigator from the days of hydraulic systems, this show is for you. Awesome. We're back. Thanks for joining me, Denny. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm really uh, excited about this. All right. So we're going to get into some things that have been going on in the customer service world. And for those of you out there that know me personally, you know that customer service is something that I'm obsessed with. And so we do everything we can at Sprinkler Supply Store to try and provide the best experience. So Denny, let's, uh, let's talk about it, man. What's been going on? Well, I think, you know, in the past little bit, we've added a bunch of technology that's really kind of up the game, especially uh, since I started. I've been here for, it'll be eight years in, uh, in uh, uh, April. Dang, and that is awesome. Eight isn't years. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Time goes by fast. Yeah, it, de it definitely does. And uh, so we, from the beginning to the end, uh, I just think the, the nice thing about uh, working is that you and I have come up with a lot of different policies. We've added some software. And I think that uh, our initial, from, from where we started until now has really, we've really stepped up the game. And, uh, you know, a lot of this new technology really makes my job a lot easier than it was when we started. Yeah, I would say, you know, you sort of have full visibility, like a dashboard of customers, you know, who's calling, who's doing this, who's doing that, who needs what, what do you need to do if you got just like the complete, it's almost like you're behind in the cockpit looking at all, everything. Yeah, and it, it adds some accountability both for myself and and to an extent to the customers so that uh, if I've done something wrong or something that maybe that needs to be improved on, I can go back and uh, view all of that and see what what I need to do to improve. Uh, and also if a customer is maybe not quite as on the up and up or 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 maybe is either way, we have the ability to go back and find these things out. And that's it's really nice. Sometimes it's just for peace of mind. And but uh, it's it's just it's we have some great tools and I really enjoy working with a lot of this stuff. So it's it's been pretty fascinating, especially over the past year and a half or so. Yeah, for say. sure. And I think um for me, as the owner, of course, I'm not getting into everything that's your job because that's your job. And so I only see a couple things on the outside. So one of the um, key pieces of 
data that I look at is our customer reviews, right? I want to know who's leaving a review, what are they talking about, how can we improve, and what are we doing right? And I think this is probably a good intro into one of the things we we're going to talk about because I saw a review the other day that wasn't completely negative. It may have been a three or a four out of five, but the comment just made me think, really, maybe our system didn't work quite right, or maybe this customer's, you know, full of bullshit. We just never know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, why don't you talk to us about um, that recent... Uh, more negative right. review. Well, I, I think that probably people in general, a, a lot of times when you see a negative re review, I think the inclination is to get defensive and say, oh, we wouldn't do that or that didn't happen or try to put that responsibility on the customer. And I have to admit that a lot of times when I first see those, my I have to quell that initial idea that the customer did something wrong. Or this is this is not our fault because I feel like our system is pretty airtight for the most part. For usually, um, in this case, the customer had said that uh, his his order was backordered, and he had said that he hadn't received any uh, information that the order was backordered. Well, we send out emails th with an automated system, so if the part was backordered on the website, the customer gets an email. So my initial thought when I read that was, this customer just didn't read his email. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what? I'm going to, would you mind if I just read the review? I just brought it up here, you know, and for anyone listening, we, all of our reviews are right in the footer of our website. You can um, click on the review banner and you can read all of the past reviews, uh, good, neutral, or negative. We really have nothing to hide there. So this uh, particular review, I'm just going to read it here. I ordered a part. Sprinkler supply store did not notify me. They did not have it in stock. I received a flurry of marketing emails that were fun and friendly after the order, but nothing after that for weeks. Then I sent an email to their complaint department and they finally responded that they did not have it in stock and asked if I wanted to cancel the order. I just wanted to know when to expect it and was not given a straight answer. Don't take an order if you have no idea how long it will take to fulfill. So for me as the owner, I know a couple things. Uh, number one, we put the exact stock status on the website, or if it's not in stock, right? That is on every single product. It's yes. also displayed in the shopping cart. And then if the part is not in stock, there is an automated email that goes out immediately after the order, reminding the customer and then asking if they want to uh, cancel or change the order. So that's when I kind of come to you and I'm like, hey, what's going on here? How come uh, is this customer making this up? Are they exaggerating or is this truthful? Right. And so the first inclination, as I said, was probably that they hadn't checked their email. Uh, I do have customers who will call me and say, I didn't get anything on this. And then they'll call back and go, oh, you know what? It was in my spam or I didn't see it. It's not an uncommon thing. Uh, but in this case, we were talking about it a little bit uh, and uh, decided to follow up and see what happened. And as it turned out, this customer did not get the email letting him know that that was backordered. Right. So that, that's the cool thing about <laughs> digital technology is nothing. You can look at everything. So in the software that we use, which sends that email, we can look and actually see if that one specific email to this one specific customer was in fact sent. And I believe also, was it opened? 
And when we had Kristen on our team go back and look that up, she sure enough, she said, no, I, I, did, I do not see an email that was sent out for that customer. Right. And so he was correct uh, about that part. Now, the, the end of the, the review where he says that we offer to cancel the order, what happened is I said, I'd be happy to look this up and contact the manufacturer and see what the situation is, excuse me. Uh, but if you're unable to wait, I can just cancel it now. That gives them the option of knowing that, that if they've gone too long and they just want to get out of it, they can. Yeah, if they can Otherwise, find it somewhere else, no sweat know. on us, just cancel <laughs> right. it and right. buy it somewhere else. But re- reg- yeah, regardless, um, we you know, we did follow up and we found out he didn't get the email. So we did go back and respond to that uh, review and apologize for that. That was uh, not something that we like to see happen. Uh, and as it turned out, we contacted the, the, the uh, company that has the software that we use for that. And they just acknowledged the fact that there was some sort of glitch that happened over a little bit. Right. And we're, that's, that's, and it, it just corrected itself. So that's why we never found out about it. It's, it was probably just a small handful of customers. Right. And I think I, I asked Chris and said, Hey, can you check the, the uh, order previous to that? And, uh, you know, maybe check right. the one after that. And sure enough, there was, we didn't look for, for all orders, but there was definitely a gap where the technology was not sending emails and there'd be no way for us to know if our system's not working unless we get that uh, feedback loop coming from the customer. Right. Um, and so there's a couple lessons here that, that remind me or that I'm reminded of. Number one is to try to always trust the customer. As hard as it is, we want to first try to, try to trust them, to believe them and listen to them because this has come up with us, I think, over the last 10 years multiple times where we think to ourselves, you know, again, the customer is full of bullshit. <laughs> and we, <laughs> but then they're not. And so one thing we found is that customers tend to not make stuff up. However, they do exaggerate, right? So in this, this last review that, that I just read, we don't have a complaint department, right? That does not exist. And so right. he was exaggerating the, fa- the facts a little bit. And so customers can... Um, are not always making stuff up, but they do sometimes exaggerate the situation as we all do when we're, you know, pissed off a little and, bit. And you can write some of that off as exagger, not necessarily exaggeration, but maybe just um, faulty memory. Like he might've just thought he was hitting our, up our complaint, our complaint department, but it's really just the customer service department. Right. But we'll have customers who, who call sometimes or, you know, they'll, especially on Monday, I'll get a call and we'll be like, I, I, uh, called you guys 10 times and couldn't get through. And I sent two emails and couldn't get through. And I'll go back and look because to me, it's very important that we're getting back to our customers. And they'll have called like 10 times within a half an hour on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> you know, right. So and, and, and on Sunday, Sunday the, the voicemail message says, we're not here. So then they call right. again, they hear the same message. They call again, they hear the same message. Well, I, I'm not sure that people necessarily even listen to those messages. They're just waiting for a person to pick up sometimes. That's true. So, you know they're 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 right. They called ten times. We they didn't get through. But uh, uh, I I don't know. Sometimes I think the expectation sometimes is that there will always be somebody on the customer service line. But we're we're only here for a certain number of hours. Maybe that's the deal. Right. Know. Yeah. And you know it's funny because we did. I think we talked about this before. We shifted. It's probably been four or five years now. We shifted our customer service hours from eight a.m. Uh, to five uh, to ten to four, and we didn't have any complaints. Not at all, not one person. Yeah. So let's uh, let's move on to the, the second example. We've been trying to trace down uh, some 
um, accounts receivable uh, for some purchase orders. So at Sprinkler Supply Store, we started taking uh, purchase orders. And we had a customer that placed two purchase orders with us. And uh, we couldn't seem to get them to pay for one of the orders. And um, why don't you explain it? Because you, you worked with it. But that's sort of the basis of, of this next example. Sure. So there was a little bit of a period in between changing our the the company that provides the website. And we, for a little while, weren't allowing customers to place purchase orders right on the website. They were having to call in to do that. And so this lady had called to set up an account and we went ahead and did that for her and went through the process, which takes about a day generally. And then the next day she sent over a purchase order and we got it placed for her. And then five days later, she called back and placed another purchase order and for the exact same items for the exact same amount of money. And I remember that she placed an order, but I didn't really check the orders to, to see that they were the same thing. It just wasn't something that had dawned on me. And, yeah, plus um, it was a different purchase order number. So <laughs> right. for yeah, all we knew, right. they and needed they the same items and twice. They, exactly. They were just different purchase orders as well. So um, – over the course of time, it took them a while and we hadn't gotten payment and I was sending out messages, uh, you know, sending out invoices via, via mail, sending uh, emails to this woman asking who I needed to get a hold of and uh, calling and had talked to some people in uh, accounts receivable a couple of times and had just tried to get things sorted out. We eventually got payment for one of those. And then as I was trying to get the second one paid, uh, I was investigating and trying to figure out what the whole situation here was. And so um, initially, I wasn't able to figure out how that second purchase order was placed. I kept looking in the emails. I was trying to find the evidence so that I could forward it over to the customer. I suddenly realized that she had called to place that order the second time. And so I actually went ahead and sent the email and sent a copy of the phone call. Right. Hold on. Let's stop right there. So Sorry. Okay. before we get ahead of ourselves, um, yeah. remember you're sitting in the cockpit. This this cheesy mm-hmm. example I said at the beginning, and, and it gives you full visibility of the customer experience. So uh, what I mean by that, for those that are listening, is that Denny can see every email coming in. And this is through one piece of software that we use. It's called Reamaze, and it allows us to connect all of our communication uh, tools into one portal. So it's called Reamaze. So Denny sees every email, every online chat, and every phone call. And for the phone system that we use, it's called AirCall. And AirCall is a, a voice over IP system, completely web-based. You can put an application on your computer or on your phone, like your iPhone, and you can make, you know, quote-unquote landline calls, even though they're not landline. You can make, uh, you can have multiple phone numbers right on your device, like your business line, and so that's what we use for our phone system. And there's an option to just basically toggle on call recording and just keep a database of every logged phone call. And so that's where you were at right there. So now you can pick back up now that there's some right. background. Right. And just to follow up, we don't listen to every phone call after the call has been placed. It's just an option there. It's good from both sides for both as a training tool um, and also as um, a way to just go back and verify uh, things that have happened. So, um, so anyway, I, f- I found that the customer had called to place that second purchase order. Now, normally I would ask them to send a, a document as well so that we had a piece of paper, not a piece of paper, but a file to attach to the order that showed the, this purchase order. And, um, and that was my feeling that I, that didn't happen, but I pushed the order through anyway, but they had just placed another order. 
So um, I sent all that stuff over to their accounts payable. And as it turns out, Andy dropped that second check on my desk this morning. <laughs> so, so we got it taken care of. It took a, almost a whole year, but right. we got it done. And you know what? Uh, again, trying to use some technology here. We'll see if this actually works. What I'm going to attempt to do is play uh, the actual phone call. We've cut out the company name. Uh, but play some of the actual phone calls so you can hear the quality of the recording that comes through AirCall. And again, this podcast episode here is totally um, uncut. We're, we're recording it all in one, uh, one go, and I'm not doing any post-editing. And so what I've done is I've got this uh, roadcaster, it's called, and loaded up this phone call. So let's take a listen, shall we? Thank you for calling Sprinkler Supply Store. This is Denny. How may I help you? Hey, Denny, this is Ashley calling from... Very good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, I wanted to see if I could place an order with you by phone, because I think we have an account now, but um, sure, you yes. see that opt-in on, on the website. Yeah, it's, it's not, we can't do it on the website at this point. Oh. Um, we had too many people uh, uh, submitting false purchase orders. It was taking forever to follow up on them, so um, that's why we don't do it that way anymore. Okay. Yeah, it was crazy, so... <laughs> Um, we're, we're working on a new, on a new way to, a new system to do that without having to have, go through and screen every single order that comes through, but we're still working at it. So, uh, hang on just a second. Let me, uh, let me get you taken care of here. Okay. Awesome. It worked. So that is the real uh, part of the, the call. We don't want to play all four minutes for everybody. That's the first 30 <laughs> seconds of the actual phone call with Denny. And so Denny was, is able to, uh, well, let me ask you, did you actually send her the recording? I did. Yeah. So the it actually, it was not her. She was the person who placed the order, but they had a new account, accounts receivable person. The way I initially actually ended up getting a response from them after having sent paper invoices and emailed the person who placed the order was that um, we have a new thing on the backside of our website that allows us to send an email that says we, we require payment on this invoice and please attend to it right away. And she had emailed me back and said, we've already paid for this. Here's the check number. And that was what you know sparked me to do the further research, find the phone call, find the email and forwarded all that stuff over. Yeah. Awesome. That's so great. How awesome is that, that we could, we had a, a, a record from, did you say it was last February? That this it was per- it was January that those two orders were placed. January, so that's eleven months ago, and this was you know over two thousand dollars on on order that we were finally able to collect for because of our air call phone system. We had a digital record of the conversation, and I think you know if you're an irrigation contractor or you're a landscape architect or you're you're a business owner of some sort listening to this episode, it might make sense to either give air call. Um, look at AirCall or look at some other uh, phone system to that can record some of your calls so that it's just there for you if you need it. I've definitely heard instances where an irrigation contractor, you know, was told by, let's just say, Mrs. Smith to install one more zone of irrigation over here on the pots, maybe in front of the house. And then they do that. And then they send the invoice. And then Mr. Smith says, who, who gave you authorization to to install this zone? We didn't we didn't authorize you to do this work because it was a quote unquote verbal. So if you have documentation, like an old phone call stored, you can say, Hey, Mr. Smith, remember, here's the call uh, with your wife where we discussed um, adding that zone and she authorized us to do it. Well, and it's really nice too, because it allows you to take the office wherever you go. You can have your phone set up in the office, but then if you're out on the road or like in my case, I have a 
daughter who's almost four years old. And if she's sick and I need to work from home, I actually have the company phone system right on my cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you are um, a sole proprietor um, contractor, instead of giving out your personal cell phone number, you can give them your air call number. And again, it calls your phone and that way you don't feel like you're giving out your cell phone number. And I can tell you just from my own experience, I've called multiple service providers where it'll say something like the mailbox you have been trying to reach is currently full <laughs> or, or the voicemail will say, Hey, you've called Joe. This is my cell phone. If you're calling for maintenance, please call the main office at one, two, three, four, five, six, you know? Yeah. So cool. Well, I think those are great, two great examples of, of using technology in a business as well as, um, ways to improve the customer service experience. And again, for me, it's the reminder of always trust the customer, no matter what you sort of feel in your gut, like someone might be trying to work you over, trust the customer, listen to the customer, and then maybe self-reflect and say, huh, I wonder, I wonder if we maybe did mess that up. Let's take a look. Yeah. I've never had um, a bad experience of just trusting the customer and like double checking. Cause one of two things happens, either they were right or I was right. And if they were right, that means that we have something that we need to attend to. And if I was right, then I was right. Awesome. Awesome. So let's go. Let's see. I'm going to uh, start the outro here again. This is uncut. It was about uh, here. We're coming up on 20 minutes of recording time. And I uh, want to leave you guys with a quote from Jeff Bezos. We are not competitor obsessed. We're customer obsessed. We start with the customer and we work backwards. So I think with that, Denny, let's wrap it up. We'll see you guys next time. Started and then I'll just do, oops, shit, knocked it off the table. (laughs) 